and welcome to the CS Movement Podcast with Heather and John. Hey, Heather, how's it going today? It's going good, John. It's going good. I uh, I want to still talk about communication because this has been, mm. since we've started this conversation, it's been coming up with my clients, with the people that are reaching out to me on direct messages. This is something that people want to talk about. And, and today I want to talk about this concept of people feel like they're going to fail and mm. this imposter syndrome and this feeling of failure and they're not going to be good enough and all of these fears coming to the surface. And I think we both have some rich stories to tell about this. Are you good with that topic, John? Yeah, no, absolutely. You're right. No, it's definitely been one of the things that's been showing up for me in conversation with a lot of people just around communications, how to communicate effectively, how to get your message across and how to feel like, you're good. <laughs> so, you know, just to simplify it, how to show up confidently when you're in those communications. And it, it's been, I, like, I don't know what's been happening out there in the world, but it's definitely struck a nerve with a lot of people, especially now that they're getting back in person and they're speaking in front of people, not on a video Zoom screen, on a video screen like we are now. But it's actually being back in the room. And personally, you know, I love being in the room. I don't know about you. But I love being in the room because you feel the energy, you feel the responses, you see the faces, you can see the expressions. It just, to me, it's just like, it just lights me up. It's like, oh, I'm excited, I'm pumped up, I'm ready to go. And you can always work with the ebb and flow of the energy in the room. Video, a little bit more challenging, can still be done. You can still kind of feel the energy if everyone's got their screen on and everything. But it is definitely an incredibly relevant topic at at this point. Yeah. So well, yeah, let's John, dive into it. Yeah. So John, you're you know, I love the the framing that you put around this. I love being in the energy of the room, but there's a lot of people that are actually feeling the opposite. And even mm. though they feel this new energy, they're actually feeling anxious or nervous or, you know, not confident um, about walking into that room or sitting in the office space with other people. And it may be because they don't have the uh, safety of their living room, the safety of their home, the safety of being behind a camera versus right in front of people. But there's a lot more things to consider about how people are feeling. And, you know, it's it's interesting that you frame it as that's so exciting for me. And, <laughs> and other people are like, that's kind of scary for me. It's, it's, you know, that same analogy of, you know, people that love roller coasters say, I'm so excited to get on the roller coaster. And people that hate roller coasters is like, oh my goodness, I'm so scared to get on it. And yet that feeling in their belly, those butterflies live in the same place and kind of feel the same way, but it's the meaning we've put on this. But, you know, I, I've heard this come up a few times and, and I want to say it to our audience and, and say it to, to myself and to you, John, you know, no matter what you're stepping into, no one wants you to fail. What if you did things with that belief system? No one wants you to fail. All those crazy things that are going in your head are just your own thoughts tripping you up. And I, I was listening to a, an audiobook the other day and they had this really cool concept and I could visualize it. And it was, do you have ants in your head? And I'm like, ants in my head, what does that mean? And it was the concept of, do you have automatic negative thoughts that are coming into your head? So, you know, if, if you're doing a speech, and I remember back in some of the first speeches that I did, I remember, I hope I don't trip. I hope I remember all my words. I hope, I hope, I hope. And all these ants or these automatic negative thoughts were running in my head. 
And, you know, when you can activate your powerful brain, your powerful body to get rid of those, and then you believe that no one in the audience wants you to fail, you are unstoppable. I don't know, John, have you ever had ants running in your head before? <laughs> yes, of course. Um, not as much anymore. Like, you know, getting, I, I think about what we've been doing with this podcast, getting on live two times a week, like ants, what ants? Like, we're just going to go. <laughs> There's no ants, we're just going to do it. Uh, but, you know, back when I first started, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I was so worried. You know, we talked about this on Monday. We talked about this on the last episode, which is, you know, I was really concerned about how I was going to look, how I was going to show up. It became about me, mm. right? And I think a lot of it, you know, that fear, that anticipation that things weren't going to go right started to go away once I didn't make it about me. I made it about the audience and making sure that they got the value, making sure that they had something that they could walk away with, walking, you know, giving them tangible information, things that were useful for them. Mm -hmm. And the ants really started to like bugger off and, and go somewhere else because it wasn't about me. And I, you know, there's a great story. Uh, the first time I got up and I, I, I spoke in front of 300 people at the end of the speech, I went, I, I had a quick debrief with, you know, a couple of people around me and, and this gentleman by the name of Neil Dunsmore, and I'll give him credit for, for saying this. He goes, you know, when you're up on stage, people want to see you. Uh, they want to see you thrive. They, they want to learn from you. They want to grow from you. Nobody, and I think you said this, nobody wants to see you fail. Nobody. Right? Nobody wants to see you fail. They're not in the room to hope that you make a total disaster of yourself. They're there because they want to cheer you on and because they really want to take away something from what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They don't show up. They don't exchange their time for you unless they know they're going to get something out of it. So people want to see you succeed. And I'm like, ooh, that's an interesting thought. And so I, I think I mentioned this on one of the other episodes too is, you know, so I took it and I'm like, let's test this theory, right? Like mm. I was doing a public, doing a, a, a presentation on communication, effective speaking. And I asked the room, who's here to see me fail as a speaker right now? You asked that question? That's yeah, fantastic. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I go, raise your hand if you're here to see me fail as a speaker. Oh my God. Thank God no one did. <laughs> nobody did. Actually, I did it in another room and somebody put up their hand, but they were joking. So it was all good. We had a good laugh about it. Like, oh my gosh, you're that one person. But, uh, you know, you got to roll with it. And uh, it, it was just, it was amazing, right? Like the truth is when you're up on stage, when you're in front of your peers, if you're doing a town hall, you're in front of a team meeting, nobody's there to see you fail as a speaker. That's right. And, and that for me was the biggest reframe. You know, we talk about reframing. It's one of those processes that we use in neuro-linguistic programming. That reframe changed how I showed up, right? Mm -hmm. Offering value to the people in front of me. And then it's always about, you know, nobody wants to see me fail. People want to see me thrive, right, as a speaker. And actually, Susan just saying that inner duck, quacking to tell you all the things that you suck at. Took me years to gain courage to shut the duck up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you, Susan. 
I love this spelling mistake too, to shit the, the, that dug up, but uh, it's it's kind of both at the same time. And, and you know, I think that what's really important is, yeah, this quacking, these ants, it's these thoughts that just automatically go in there and activate our fears. You know, I remember um, when I was in the corporate world, people would present to me all the time. And I had to remember often that my title as a VP made it a little bit more nerve wracking for them to present to me. Or when my team was presenting to, you know, a level up on behalf of our results, you know, we would do practice sessions and I would say those words and like, like, we're here to show success and we're here to ask for support. And remember, those are the two intentions of this presentation. And when that reframe happened for them, they no longer thought like, I hope I don't let Heather down. I hope I do okay. I hope I don't forget my words because we made sure that we had clear on the intention and the out the impact that we wanted to make with that presentation. And then it doesn't matter if you make a spelling mistake, Susan, I think it's hilarious that, you know, it doesn't matter that you stumble on your words. It doesn't matter because you pick yourself back up and you go back to the intention and the intention, of course, for both of us, John, here is to impact a million people this year. But our intention when we're in the room is to impact one person. And for me, it's always easiest to visualize that one person being someone that looks and sounds like me six months ago, a year ago, someone that needs to hear the messages that I now have stepped into of who I am today. And also thinking about my future self, what's my future self going to know and do differently than I do sitting in the seat and step into that power as well. Because the only way I'm going to step into the, my future self, that's going to be that powerful is to step into this moment right now and be present. And so, you know, People are scared. People are feeling anxious. And what we're here to tell you is no one wants you to fail. And if you could tackle <laughs> your day today, just today, if you could tackle your day believing that, what would you accomplish? What would be possible? What would you do differently? John, if you can't fail today, what are you going to do differently? Oh, my God. That's, oh, that's, yeah. No, as you're saying that, I was processing in my head, going through my day, thinking about all the things I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. I can't fail today. Um, so everything I'm going to do is going to be a great success. And there's always going to be a lesson in it as well. So that's something that I could always take away from it. But yeah, no, there's, there's no failing. There's no failing because there's, you know, if things don't necessarily work out the way they need to, then there's a lesson in there that teaches you to do something a little bit different. But yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, this, this is one of the things that we're, we're you know, we're, we're, we're preparing, right? We, we have an upcoming webinar next, next Thursday at noon. So I'm, I'm going to invite you guys to join that if you guys are already a part of it. But we're going to be going and diving into really communication. One of the things to effective communication is really setting that intention, just like Heather said. And when you have the right intention, you have the right motive, you know what it's about, and you know it's not about you, because that's one of the other things that we've also talked about. You know it's not about you. It's really around delivering that message that needs to be heard by the other side. And when you get there, that's when things start to shift and change. It shifts and change in you. You can't fail. You're always going to deliver a good message. Maybe the message isn't received necessarily the way you want to, and that can happen because we've both been there. We've been in mm. rooms where we've delivered messages at the beginning where it's like, yeah, I don't know if they actually got it, but somebody will always get, 
something from it, which is amazing, which is what I love about going up and speaking on stages is really delivering that one thing that people in, in themselves need to hear. Well, and, right? and John, we're saying speak on stages, but when we you know take it mm. to whatever makes sense to you, it may be speaking up in a meeting, maybe speaking up in, you know, in a town hall, it may be asking a question, wherever you feel a little bit anxious or nervous about speaking or sharing your opinion, this is your stage. This is your place of getting to that next level and that next level. And, you know, John, me and you, we, we do these podcasts, then we uh, talk about it right after to say what went well, what are we going to do differently? We actually have a process that we're following in this because mm. we, we want to make sure that we are giving value each time. And so we, we share a story and then we share a process on how to get it. And then we ask the audience for a call to action, but we didn't start like that. So, you know, when we started, we were kind of just having our regular coaching session. So we're always elevating our, our speaking engagement. We're always elevating the messages and trying to get it more and more, more pithy, more, more, um, to the point. And Susan, I love these comments that you're sharing because I just, I, I want to share with everyone. So Susan is a, a, a very, very good leader. She's had extensive um, jobs in and uh, leading people. And here she is being vulnerable, sharing, hey, the way that she can be braver, fiercer, more confident than she was yesterday was by just making that decision and mm -hmm. having the courage to step into her best version of herself. And you know, I know Susan. You know, you've you've just been moving up the ladder over and over and over again in every company that you go to and making a massive impact. But she wouldn't have done that if she would have played small. She wouldn't have been able to do that if she didn't have the courage to shut that quack in her head off. You know, turn those automatic negative thoughts off and reframe them to be the like. Think about those words that she just wrote, John: fierce, mm. confident, and braver. Imagine going after it. your day as fierce, confident, braver. Susan, like these are powerful words, and I just love that you've shared them. And I love, you know, when people, leaders, tell these stories because oftentimes I get, you know, and, and I posted something the other day on LinkedIn where I was feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome and people were shocked. I got all kinds of messages like you have imposter syndrome. What, and, and really what it did is it connected us. If I have imposter syndrome sometimes and they have imposter syndrome and they want to go follow in my footsteps for some of the things I'm doing, they know it's possible. So share those stories, share those feelings of how you, at some point you felt differently than you do today, because that vulnerability vulnerability in leadership is so, uh, it, it connects people. It connects people in the strongest ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love it. I love the wording. I, you know, I, I think about our power words that we set out for ourselves this year, right? Uh, for you, abundance. For me, sorry, for you, strength. For me, it was abundance and all the other power words that a lot of the other uh, viewers have shared with us. It, you know, it, it's the one thing that binds and, and pushes us forward, right? Because that's the one thing that becomes the theme for the day. And, you know, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, where you only need to be brave for 10 seconds. I, I, I can't remember which book I read it in, but you only need to be brave for 10 seconds. And then on the other side of the 10 seconds, the decisions made, you've taken the action, you've accomplished what you needed to accomplish. Mm. And you only need to approach every situation you know, in the moment, you just need to approach the situation right now that's in front of you, right? You know, we, we think about these big pictures, you think about going up and, you know, presenting in front of your team, 
right? Because you've been asked to present in front of your team. You have to deliver a message, deliver numbers, whatever that is. And you think about this whole big situation that could be daunting and scary. But the truth is, it's only a few minutes, right? Like mm. it could be a five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute presentation. And all you need is to be braver for those 10, 15 minutes. You need to have more courage for the 10, 15 minutes. You just need to be fierce for 10 or 15 minutes. And then you can go back to just, you know, relaxing yourself, right? So it's, it's in the moments where we find the power to really move forward. You're so right, John. And I want to just articulate how right you are in this moment because anxiety is thinking about the mm. future. Anxiety, when you're like practicing at home on your speech and you're like, oh my God, tomorrow I'm doing this and you're getting sweaty palms and your body is reacting, that's anxiety getting creative because you're thinking about the future. But when you're in the moment, when you're right there in front of mm. the people, that anxiety goes away and it goes away because you're being present and in the moment. And this is something that we teach all the time to our clients, being present in the moment. It sounds so simple, but so many people have their head outside of this moment and people know that you know your audience will know that everyone will know that that you're not in the moment you know we we see it all the time people they pick up their phone uh they they take their pen and they write a note they're not in the moment they're not making that physical connection with mm -hmm. the person that's on the other side of the screen or their entire audience and we do lots of training around body language and how to connect your your energy with the energy around you. And I think we're going to go into that on the 27th uh, a little bit more, but it is so powerful to have your presence and your body language be in the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right. You, you know, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I, I, I go, I think it back and I, I think I've shared this with you, but when I get on to, when I'm delivering a talk, it doesn't matter if it's in front of a room, it's in front of people, it's in front of a team. There were moments, and you know, if I were to go back, there were moments that I, I just totally got lost in the message and coming out of it, it's like, I don't even remember what I said, right? I don't know if you've had those moments. It's all about preparation, content messaging. I know what needs to be delivered. I know what needs to, you know, what needs to go to the audience and what needs to go on to the other side of the room so people get something that they can walk away with. But being so present in the moment, you just forget about everything else. Mm. And if you can be present, and actually this is, you know, maybe this is a takeaway for you today, you know, for those of you that are listening and, and watching, you know, where can you be 100% present in the moment? Mm -hmm. If you're in a meeting with your team, put away your phone and just pay attention to the person speaking, right? If you are, you know, delivering a talk, you know, just be present in your message and what you're talking about. You know, even if you're sitting down with your kids and you're having dinner with them, don't think about what needs to, you know, happen for, for dinner tomorrow or, you know, or, or what needs to happen in terms of cleanup in the house. Just be present in the moment. Present. Yeah. And what you find is in that 10 or 15 minutes that you're with them, it's going to change the conversation. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go deeper than you've ever gone before because you're completely there and it just changes. And, you know, and this is what I've done with some of my coaching clients as well is if you can be present for five or 15 minutes, you know, what does that mean to the people around you? And how can you hear them differently? Really listen to things that they haven't been saying before. And now you're hearing wow. it because you're present to it. Right. So it's incredibly powerful. So that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway for today. You know, where can you be present? 
for an extra five to 15 or, you know, five, 15 minutes. So let's go five minutes. Let's not go too big. You know, for those of us that are, you know, got a million things on the go, but if we can just be present for five minutes with somebody around us today, just, you know, let us know so tomorrow. What, yeah. What kind of difference that's going to make in your conversations with them? Well, your I, we've got two them. call to actions then today, John, okay. because it's being present, <laughs> but it's also, what are you going to accomplish today? If you can't fail? How are, what changes when you tackle that action that you got to take without failure? And, you know, it will change and reframe what your to-do list looks like, what your presentation today looks like. Maybe you've been procrastinating on something. This will get you out of procrastination because you can't fail. So you can't fail and you're going to be present. That means anxiety is going to go away as well. So this is a one-two punch. This is a perfect yeah formula for success for today. I, I can't wait because I got I got some stuff to get done today. So if I'm not going to fail, woo, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, and let's do it. You know, Felicia mentioned courage. Let's do it with a little bit of courage. Let's be braver. Let's be fierce. Let's just knock it out of the park and be overly confident as we go into these tasks today. Super excited. With that, we're going to wrap up. Just remember when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. Wishing you all a great one. We'll be back on Friday. Take care, everybody.